Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. So the allegation is that, uh, I, again, I don't know how to pronounce this gentleman's or this man's first name, but his last name is Chaudhry from Burlington, Ontario. The allegation is he made up a story of being an ISIS enforcer who participated in brutal murders. We heard about him, and there was a lot of talk about him, including in Parliament. Uh, what were some of the claims he made? Well, uh, it depended on who he was talking to, it turns out. Uh, so he he returned to Canada in 2016 and uh, started saying things online initially. I think that attracted the attention of some journalists and researchers and others. Uh, but depending on who he was talking to, he told a, a different version of his past. Uh, I met him in the summer of 2017, and he basically talked about spending a few bored months with ISIS, getting disillusioned, never really doing anything, and then just deciding to leave and putting it all behind him. Uh, and then he surfaced uh, in a New York Times podcast, a very, very popular New York Times podcast with, I think, over 30 million downloads. And all of a sudden, he was Abu Huzaifa, the ISIS executioner, who was telling detailed stories about stabbing people in the heart during... Uh, you know, public executions. Um, and so his story uh, didn't quite fit. Uh, it, it evolved over time. Um, I did uh, digging into his past and found out that he was actually in school when he claimed that he was uh, in Syria. So there were, mm, there were reasons to doubt uh, the veracity of what he was saying. Uh, a lot of people suspected he wasn't telling the full truth, but that they still thought he had been to Syria with ISIS. But now the RCMP is basically alleging uh, in this hoax charge that the entire thing was made up. So what is the RCMP uh, actually saying? What are they saying specifically? Well, there's a law in Canada called terrorism hoax, and it's mostly used for things like people who phone up and say there's a bomb in a school or something like that, because even a fake uh, terrorism claim can uh, make people afraid, it can disrupt people's lives, and it can expend police resources. So what they're saying with this charge is basically that um, his widely publicized claims of being an ISIS executioner, uh, a, caused Canadians to fear that ISIS members, killers, were walking freely in Canada. And two, they had to expend a lot of RCMP and intelligence resources to investigate um, his allegations. And uh, because they believe that he fabricated them, then he's being charged with this terrorism hoax charge. You know, I remember speaking with you about him, and uh, also we were talking about the... Uh the uh, podcast, New York Times podcast, Caliphate, um, as you said, hugely popular. But as you also said, there are still some people who are saying that, look, maybe his entire story isn't true, what he said isn't true, but they believe that he uh, may very well have been with ISIS at some point. Is that your sense, too? Yeah, I mean, he's been working with, uh, he's been working with researchers and people who do sort of de-radicalization, uh, for the last couple of years, and they seem to believe that he was there. Uh, the New York Times has issued a statement to the Washington Post saying that they have a photograph which they believe 
uh, is him in in Iraq or Syria. Uh, we haven't seen this photograph, uh, so we can't judge, you know, for ourselves. Um, but you know, it's uh, he he was never able to provide any proof that he was really there to those of us who were asking. Um, he said that he used a different passport to travel there. He traveled there on his Pakistani passport. He said. You know, he didn't have any photographs because he destroyed them all. Um, so, you know, it's it's really hard to say. But like I say, the RCMP allegation is that it's entirely made up. Um, and I don't think they would have gone to the extent of charging him for that unless they believed they could prove it in court. And it's a five-year potential prison sentence. Yeah, it is. But, you know, I think there's something more here. Um, you know, the RCMP was under a lot of pressure, you recall, uh, when when these allegations that he was an executioner and he talked yeah. about, you know, how he stabbed people. And uh, when that, that was, as you mentioned, that was a huge issue in the House of Commons. And there was a lot of pressure on the government and on the RCMP to, to do something about it. And, um, you know, I think perhaps they're thinking that even if the prosecution doesn't succeed, they have publicly outed him as a fabulist. Will uh, Huzaifa or Chaudhry, will, will he speak with you now? Well, I did speak with him yesterday, but his, uh, his response is not something that can re- be repeated on family radio. Okay. Uh, so, so now the RCMP is going to go forward, and uh, they've laid the charge, and now it's up to prosecutors to uh, to decide what they're going to do and how they're going to approach this in court. It should make for a very interesting case. Yeah, I mean, they have to prove that, one, there was a hoax. So they have to prove that he, you know, that he uh, did this purposely, made false statements. They have to prove that there was, uh, because of that, there was a public fear that was generated. And I think that's probably true. Um, And they have to prove that... uh, um, you know, that, that he did this with with the intent to cause that fear. Um, you know, and the, the, the flip side is that uh, his only defense, you know, assuming, let's assume that he did go there and that the police just can't prove it, um, really his only defense is to try and prove that actually he was an ISIS member who went to Syria, which uh, you can imagine could be awkward for him in other ways. Um, so it will be a, a very interesting case to watch. Yeah. How does he impress you? And I don't mean impress you from the term, you know, the generic term of the word, but how does he how does he stack up as far as you're concerned with other alleged members of ISIS or you've you've encountered? Uh, I think his behavior is not typical at all of um people who have served in any terrorist group and come back to Canada, usually they're very secretive. They don't go online. Um, They certainly don't go online under their true names and photographs like this guy did. Uh, They tend to be more, you you know, there was a case, there was an arrest also. There was an actual ISIS arrest in Calgary this week. And that was a much more typical type of scenario where the person came back actually in 2014, completely laid low, um, didn't talk to anybody, uh, researchers and journalists were trying to get at these uh, people in Calgary and absolutely shut them down. That's much more typical conduct. Uh, this guy was so outspoken. He was talking to you know reporters and researchers and 
Um, it's just not the kind of behavior that you typically see from these types of guys. He was almost gloating in it, um, you know, saying I got away with it and that kind of thing. So it's it does strike me as uh, suspicious. Like I say, the, his evolving story from what he told me about just sort of spending a couple of months doing nothing to all of a sudden becoming this big executioner. Um, the timeline doesn't work. There's just so many things that are suspicious about it. But, you know, we'll have to wait and see. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.